0: And we're back. What's up, bitches? Hope y'all are doing good. It's a beautiful Sunday. Uh, so, gotta be honest with you. Feeling kind of low energy up in this bitch. Like uh, Jeb Bush during the uh, presidential primaries. Remember when Donald kept on talking trash, being like, Hey, Jeb, wake up a little. <laughs> kind of low energy. Low energy Jeb. Man, I'll tell you what. You may hate the guy. You may love the guy. But you can't deny the fact that with all of his insults, he actually put people, this is not getting political. All right. Just, just giving credit where credit is deserved. The guy won the presidency. He has no political experience. All right. It's not what this is about. I'm just making a fact. I feel low energy like Jeb, <laughs> but anyway. Um, yeah. So, uh, this entire last week I've, I've dedicated 99.99% time for just like uh, joke writing and uh, just working on a lot of different stuff and organizing myself so that I can um, just be better at, at the craft of uh, uh, writing and, and um, uh, just uh, performing and doing comedy and stuff. Because, you know, like I said before, this whole vlog, it's like a documentary vlog, video log of uh, my rise to um, comedy and acting and writing and stuff. And if, anybody, if this helps out anybody, that's great. I'm glad it does. Um, but in all reality, it is just for me. But secondarily, 100%, it's for everyone else that needs um, a little bit of motivation, a little bit of inspiration. And hypothetically, if you had a crazy-ass question, I've had a lot of bad relationships. I've had a lot of good relationships, lived around the world, had a little bit of life experience. I do this thing, I actually started a little while ago on my, uh, on my YouTube channel which uh if somebody has a question they can always just email me and i will give you the most fucked up answer followed by directly after underlined okay you know make it funny and whatnot uh, some legitimate um a legitimate answer you know and i'm no guru of knowledge i'm not but i'm just another guy so if you want an unbiased uh question answered okay might as well ask complete stranger what's the worst that could happen you know, actually, there's a whole lot of there's a whole lot of bad things that could happen, but uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't set someone up for failure, unless it was like a fucked up guy asking how I could like make fun of a uh, handicapped boy or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna make him look really bad. But anyway, so this entire last week, I, I've ninety nine point nine nine percent dedicated myself to because um, uh, I took off the entire week of work uh, for writing. And about, you see, I started joke writing back in about 2008 uh, when I started the Army. And uh, what I was doing is primarily I was like cataloging and I wrote like the month, the day, and then like uh, a small paragraph description of something funny that happened. And not until recently did I realize that um, I I had that because I had been writing it and writing it and writing it. You know how sometimes you just do so many different things uh, that are just so secondary and second nature to you um, you're not really thinking about it when you should be using the most. Maybe, maybe not, whatever. So that's pretty much what happened with all the um, all this writing that I've been doing the last 10 years. Um, I just sort of remembered it, and I put two and two together like a freaking idiot that I should have been doing this a while ago. But um, I haven't really incorporated any of the last 10 years of writing that I've been doing to tell jokes uh, into my current stand-up. So I started doing that last week at this place called uh, Twilight Lounge. You see... As far as the way I'm doing comedy, you know, what I say may work for me, it may not work for you, it may not work for anybody if you don't do comedy or anything like that. But the thing is, you know how I'm saying like I'm getting a lot more organized and structured and everything? I'm always very organized and regimented. That's my army in me, because I'm an army vet, okay? That's just the fact. But the thing is, I really believe in all reality. The only way you can make something happen, my opinion, is 99.9% 99.9% time, you got to write it down first. So, you know, it's a weird question to ask, where does reality begin? If I go to bed and I come up with a crazy idea, if, okay, the guy who came up with a light bulb, if he thought of the idea, is that reality? I think in, 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 in all reality, uh, you actually need to consider your imagination as a part of reality. And the reason why is because uh, it's internal you're alive, it's inside you, so automatically it it should be alive, it should be a real thing. Uh, so by writing it, by taking that next step and writing it and organizing your thoughts, you're actually bringing the first part from your imagination into the world, which is an exciting thing every time you write something down. If you write down a plan, you can execute it and you can organize it. So the thing is, is that... Um, I'm very, very regimented in in everything that I do. When I go to work, the night before, I have all my stuff uh, ready, lunch packed and everything. I just pick it up, walk the fuck out, you know, and I'm done. Um, But this entire week, I have really been um, trying to incorporate the 10 years of jokes that I've been writing, which I pretty much have not done at all to incorporate what I'm doing now. What I'm doing with my comedy is Bill Burr, which is one of my favorite comedians in the entire world, he made a comment once that, uh, if you did one solid minute of stand-up a week, okay, there's 52 weeks in a year. If you did one solid minute per week, every year you should be able to have a new stand-up special. And that's the way I think you can only progress is by doing an hour every year. That's not 100% true, but, but there is some, there is some, some sense to that. Because if you think if I could just get one minute of tight material in a week, okay, even if I did five minutes of stand-up in a week, if one minute of that was good, well, by that formula alone, I'm still, I'm still in the clear. I'm still doing good. Um, but, but the thing is, is that what, what I'm trying to get out is that, so for the first, like, 10 years leading up to, like, the last six months ago, between the in the Army, and then um, th- there's something weird where, like, in D.C. and a lot of, like, bigger cities – where you have to have like four friends and they all need to buy tickets to the comedy club and get like a two-item minimum uh, in order for you to get stage time. That sucks because me coming out of the Army, I served the Army from 2008 to 2012. I got out in 2012. I moved back from Washington State to the D.C. area. Didn't really have any friends. So getting on an open mic in the D.C. area or Baltimore is very, very challenging. Thank God um, I'm in Texas now and uh, I can really implement it. Now to make it even harder, I also had night jobs and uh, the traffic in DC is literally, it literally rotates between Los Angeles, California, and DC for the nation's worst traffic in the world. Well, not in the world, I'm sorry, United States, crazy. Um, so there's just a lot of external factors that kept me from really taking it to that next level. But no matter what happened, I always kept writing. I always kept writing. So in addition to, um, always being organized and trying to write jokes and and, and doing that, you got to be in the right place. No matter what you're doing, if you're going to take it from your imagination to paper and bring it to the real world, then you got to start to organize that plan and execute it. You can only execute a plan if you write it first. Again, this is bias is my opinion. And my plan is this, as far as comedy goes, I'm trying to do one whole hour and have it be solid, tight, like just no breaks. Now with an open mic kind of audience, it really is hit or miss, because until I really can develop my own crowd, I'm really just going to be, um, figure it like this. I'm pretty sure I said this in a different video, but I'll say it again. Even Jerry Seinfeld himself could not sell one ticket, if his life depended on it, to somebody who didn't think he's funny. So with the open mic audience, it's great, because it gives you that practice and stage time and all that stuff, which is excellent. However, it's kind of, the more people that are there, it gives a, a higher possibility for people with your stylistic sense of humor to, um, to like it. So what I'm basically doing is um, I'm trying to develop my audience. It's my number one goal right now to have people come back and, you know, that feel me and my style of humor. But I also have to be telling good jokes. You know, otherwise I'm not doing them a good service if, if they do have my sense of humor. And I'm doing myself a good service. So anyway, all of my comedy I'm trying to do now you'll see that there's this place called Twilight, which I'm getting off topic. Um, It's in Fort Worth, Texas. And I I used to be doing a comedy at this place called the Arlington Improv in Arlington, Texas. Yeah, go figure. That's why it's called that. Long story short, I'm trying to go in a straight line. And I'm trying to have all my jokes go from like minutes one to five. And then the next, once I get that tight, I'm going to take my material and go from minutes five to 10, 10 to 15, 15 to 20, and so on until I have an hour. And I don't even care if I have to pay for myself. Um, I'll I'll pay for it myself, I'll I'll sell tickets, I'll I'll do whatever I have to do. But um, I think that the best way to really, for me, being just very analytical, and this may, again, this may not be everybody, all right? So if you get offended by it, that's stupid, you're an idiot, but if not, great. All right, I just gotta cover all my bases because some people might not like what I'm saying. You know, there is no exact formula for success. But this is how I'm doing it, and I believe in my in my means of, of outcome. I do it for everything. So as far as what I'm doing is I'm writing a plan. My plan is to be doing uh, one different hour a year, and I think part of that you actually progress. You can throw out your old jokes. You get new stage time and stuff like that because this whole thing about recycling jokes over and over again, it's not going to work. I mean, you, you can't do it. Imagine... I wasn't going to say imagine if a band only actually just toured doing its classic songs. So that happens all the time. So it's a bad example. Um, but what I'm getting at is I'm trying to have all my jokes go for my first four or five minutes, depending on how much stage time I get. Once I get that tight, the next time it will be like I will be starting my next week of jokes starting from where I ended off. But see, the hard part of that is is like I'm, it's kind of like rolling a ball. If you roll a ball, the momentum is going. It's easier, to keep, it's easier to keep something going than starting that momentum. Plus, I'm going to have a different crowd every single time. There's a lot of different factors for all this shit. Um, but that is basically what I have been doing this whole last week. I've had such a good time just being able to relax and chill and just turn the world off. You say I'm wearing like sweatpants now. I got my little microphone here and stuff. Um, I wear the microphone on occasion. But uh, yeah, I just can't tell you. you know, There's this book called uh, The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. I do not have a copy. Oh, Steven Pressfeld, sorry about that. Um, and uh, I usually have a copy like, laying around me, but basically it talks about creativity. And if you do not write stuff down, if, if, if no matter what you're doing, if you are in the right place for, for that greatness to happen, for that inspiration or creativity, and you don't write it down, You're basically just wasting it. If you thought of a really good idea and you bring it to reality, okay, just like this book, uh, The War of Art, talks about. It talks about resistance. And the hardest thing about about creativity is sitting down in a freaking chair and just working on it like I've been doing now. And it's been really hard because it's a lot more fun to use a skill than it is to learn how to... Uh, learn how to use it right so I have just been doing so much writing and um, taking periodic breaks and stuff so that I have time to remember everything that I'm working on which I have I'm fine I'm good there Um, but yeah so that that's just basically everything that I've been doing Um, I've been talking about this a while but um, I just can't overemphasize how much stuff I would like to challenge everybody absolutely everybody For one week, start writing down stuff that you always procrastinate with and see how much more you get done. I promise you, if you make a list, you'll knock it off. The amount of shit that you feel when you get stuff accomplished. You know, I'm such a go-getter. I even set my alarm, okay, on the weekends. For real. Because where I figure it is, is like, you know, you're up before the enemy and uh, you you can just get so much done. You know how great it would feel if it was Saturday morning, 8 o'clock, and you had all of your cleaning done? Or all of your reading, or all of your whatever you're working on. So write it down. All right. If you took anything from this video, I hope you liked it. I think my other video is a lot more funny because um, this is just more informative and me talking and ranting and shit. But uh, it is, you know, it's life updates and stuff. But I'm telling you, there's a powerful message behind it, which is write down everything. You need to write down stuff and execute a plan. You can't execute a plan if you don't have a plan. And you can't have a plan until you start building up a list of things you need to do. So write, write your shit down. Take it from your imagination into the real world. This isn't a motivational speak. This is just shit that I've been doing. Um, and it works for me. Now, whatever other people do comedy wise or art wise or whatever else, that's great. God bless. Keep doing great. But for me, this is what I've been doing. And this is pretty much the method that I use for absolutely everything. And it's never failed me. So the way I figured it is if I apply my organization and my work ethic and writing stuff down and then taking all of the, those great materials that I've, I've, I've always been writing before I started uh, performing stand-up um, on a consistent basis, only as early as like five or six months ago, I can combine the two. And it was so stupid because I should have done it before. Um, but I just, for whatever reason, once I started doing stand-up, I just didn't, um, I didn't look at all my older stuff and I kept writing, but I started writing it like in a Microsoft <laughs> a Microsoft Word, I was laughing because I had to raise my hands to show the fucking keyboard. But um, I've always been writing it like in a Microsoft Word document. And um, before that I wrote in an email. And then I guess just between the yin and the yang, I just completely just wasn't thinking about the fact that I had all these years worth of jokes written in an email. So I highlighted it all and copy and pasted it into uh, Microsoft Word, so. Um, yeah like I said this is this is just like an update. Hey what's up everybody um, and just tell you about some things that I've been doing lately and also how my last video I had my I had my bank card on laying out uh, I, I might have said this I'm not really sure exactly anymore sorry but my last uh, last video that I did um, I did it while I was driving and it was pretty funny. There was a guy that almost got in a car accident. this lady started yelling you could hear it it was hilarious as shit. And, um, but I had my, I had my debit card in a weird position that you could actually see where it was laying, uh, cause I had the camera tilted up and I was, I was just driving cause I was going to get a red box. So, um, anyway, I hope you like this video. Um, I hope this was maybe useful to people because, um, it's really useful to me and part of externalizing my thought, my thoughts is part of what is going to make me successful in all reality. Um. You know, there's a big difference between airing out your thoughts and uh, writing them down. But if you can do both, like I'm doing now, I just think you become more clear in your thoughts because when you're on stage or if you're in a group of, a group of people or if you're just talking with somebody, if you can talk with yourself the way I'm talking to this camera right now and nobody's around, realistically, you should be able to hold a conversation a lot better. You know, that's another reason why I love Bill Burr's uh, Monday morning podcast. That guy can talk for like an entire hour. And I could easily do that too, I'm just not going to right now. Um, All about just whatever the fuck is going on. And um, he again, I've said this but I'll just say it again, he to me is my favorite comedian. I'm a really big fan of like Tom Segura, Bill Burr, Ari Shafir, Burt Kreischer, uh, Tony Hinchcliffe, Joe Rogan, Joey Diaz, Ann Edwards. Um, Those are pretty much everybody stylistically that I like, because there's a little part of all those comedians that I relate to in one aspect or another. But if all those people, and Bill Burr especially, if all those people were cut up in like little different shares of personality, the personality that I share the most with is Bill Burr because I am constantly getting so angry at all sorts of shit. And what makes Bill Burr so funny, if you never heard him, check him out, is that when he gets angry, he's always sort of angry like me And when he externalizes it, I think that's when he gets like the most funny. And um, just naturally, that's just me and how I am. Uh, I'm always like, even now, I'm just sort of like, you know, getting flustered just thinking about it. Uh, Just so irritated. It's so much. But I don't really externalize it. But once I start to, and you give me just an inch, I'll give you a fucking mile. And I'll tell you how I hate it when somebody parks in the fucking handicapped spot. Um, All right, perfect example. I don't really understand why people do this thing where they, <clears throat> excuse me, ah, I don't really understand why people do this thing when they pull past a stop sign and they're just waiting for the cars to go by them. Look, it's called a stop sign, not a fucking stop after sign. I hate that shit. <laughs> but the thing is, there's no, I see it so much. If I actually focused on it, um i i would just i would always i would just f- freak the fuck out all the time and um i just keep it internal but the second i start talking about it in my opinion i think i'm the funniest when i talk about shit that makes me irritated and shit that makes me angry um as a matter of fact some of the material i'm working on now so ridiculous um is uh about how uh, my wife and i we went to uh cape cape may new jersey and um i paid hand over fist i paid a lot of fucking money to, uh, to see some whales. Well, we, we went to go see, it was it was like a whale exploration trip, and we're out in the ocean, fucking New Jersey, for like six hours. About four hours into it, went to the skipper. I was like, hey man, um, gotta be honest with you, I paid hand over fist to look at some uh, whales. I don't see any. You know, where are all the whales? And the whole premise of the joke is that, like, I, we didn't see any. Just a lot of fucking left turns in the middle of the ocean. And um, it, it's a funny bit in my opinion. And um, if I can really just tighten it up a little bit more, I think it'll be successful. But that's just a a segment. But stuff like that, I mean, I just see so much stuff that so much people just don't, it doesn't bother them at all. It bothers me to the end of the world when I see some fucko uh, parking his car in front of a store when the fucking parking lot is completely fucking empty. You literally make me want to uh, wish that I had a bigger hand just so I could backhand the shit out of you. Just one big hand. Like, I got a normal hand. I got a big fucking hand just for slapping you. Um, so, yeah. But anyway, Bill Burr, to me, he is the absolute funniest. And his whole act pretty much, you know, evolves around that one part of his life, which is just his temper. But that's actually how he sells himself. But that's what's so cool about comedy and so many other things is that um, you can be 100% yourself. You don't have to be anybody. And my personality, I think I, I like the psychedelic stuff that Joe Rogan talks about. Um, I like the, uh, the, the stories of, of partying like Burt Kreischer talks about, um, you know, just a little bit of everybody. But I think no matter who you like or what you do, humor wise, kind of like music, um, I think it all just comes down to what you're like the most because people always like to listen to stories according to what they think is funny, you know, and I like to tell stories according to uh, what my personality type is too. So if you don't have, if you don't think it's funny when a guy gets angry at somebody climbing up on his roof to repair it and he makes a bigger fucking hole, don't see Bill Burr, okay? But if you do like that kind of stuff, go see him. I'm at 21 minutes. I really hope you all have a good day. Just remember, if you got anything from this video, uh, please, please start writing stuff down. Write it down, execute it, make a plan. Um, I know it wasn't a funny one. The last one was, but I can't help the fact that uh, I had my fucking debit card out. Nothing real I can do about that. But um, yeah, so this is just the next one of many. Uh, I'll be doing comedy in a couple days at Twilight, provided by that's a successful set. Uh, I'll be uploading it and that will represent minutes like five through 10, you know, or six through 10, depending on if, you know, just different situations and stuff. But hope you like my video and um, just take care everybody. I hope you like my rant. Peace.